Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Studen, and today we're going to be having our fifth webinar on chiropractic practice strategies during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, before we get into this, and, and as I've done in the previous four, and everything I do um, during this crazy time that our world is under, is I'd like to first share my heartfelt sympathies for those who've lost their loved ones, uh, for those who are sick, um, tremendous healing energy going to you, uh, for those who are or lost their jobs and, and had their practices shut down and their lives turned upside down, um, things will get better, I, I promise, things will get better. Um, the, tomorrow will come, and as my dad always said to me growing up, this too shall pass. But sincerely, sincerely, my heartfelt sympathy to those who are suffering and, um, and, 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 and all those things that are going on. And that's the most important thing. And as, as a society, we have to really um, practice from a posture of humility and help those in our communities who need help and reach out. And, and, and you know, as doctors, we, we're not in the position that many are, and we have the opportunity to serve from abundance. And, uh, you know, with humility and, um, and charity and, and, and everything that comes with that. So please exercise that as much as you can in your community. Right now, we've been sheltering at home for two weeks. To, um, it's actually two weeks in one day. Um, and uh, we're, we're surviving. And we're working. And we're doing the little things that we know we need to do uh, when we get open, when opening day comes, when we get the green light. So with that being said, um, what I'd like to do is open with the same phrase that I've, or, or, or statement that I've said before, and I mean this, and it says, as we stand at this crossroads of history in these unprecedented times, together we will emerge stronger than before. What you do now will determine how strong you will be. You're in control and have the power to dictate your own success. And I truly mean that. You have the power to dictate your own success. <clears throat> we have... Um, had four previous webinars. This is our fifth. The rules are changing. Everything's changing so fast. Things are being further defined. Certain regulations are being relaxed so you have the ability to work at a higher level and help people at a higher level. Um, it's just, it, think, things are moving. But we've also uh, done webinars, which I'll talk about. We brought our referral sources together. We've created a new industry within our industry, a sub-industry, which we're going to talk about today. We've given you new tools to work with so that you have the ability to still manage your cases while you're not seeing them, which are also billing opportunities. And originally, I was only putting this out to my clients who I work with, but I realized that as a profession, we're all in this together. And I'm sharing this with the entire profession. And it's my pleasure to do so. I feel that's my responsibility. And, and I take it seriously. And I love chiropractic. And many of you listening are not chiropractors. I love chiropractic. It is incredible. I've watched miracles happen. Um, and, and this is my way of saying thank you uh, to our profession. And thank you to you to help perpetuate our profession. 
and I mean that sincerely, and I know some of these things and sayings sound corny, but they have a tremendous deep meaning to, to me. Now, um, just a little bit about me for those of you who don't know me. Uh, my name is Mark Student. I'm a chiropractor. Um, I practice for close to 40 years. Um, I don't practice actively now. I consult, I teach, I write. Um, I am a business strategist and, and do a myriad of things. I have academic affiliations in three chiropractic colleges and I teach at various different levels uh, through three, uh, through two medical schools, I'm sorry. Um, and I work very, very hard to deliver evidence-based information in combination with understanding the power of what chiropractic brings to our society. So with that being said, let's discuss a little bit about what we're doing today. Our goal. Our goal is to create a stronger practice today that endures the balance of your careers, regardless of the obstacles. Because I'm going to share with you things that you could do the balance of your career that are quite specific to this pandemic and us being sheltered in and social distancing and, and, and either not being able to open your practice or only seeing emergency patients that would normally go to the uh, emergency room or taking your chance and, and, and just opening and whoever comes in, comes in. I don't know where you're practicing, but it doesn't matter. Because what we're doing is we're preparing you for opening day and then beyond, and that's the key. As a consultant, which I do through the Academy of Chiropractic and Consult Doctors, I'm a business strategist. I teach, and it's interesting, I teach evidence-based business strategies. How weird is that? Um, I teach doctors how to use what they know and love in chiropractic and how to take that and create primary spine care providers. And, and you know what? I want to share with you that that's really the key for the future of your business is primary spine care. And what primary spine care means, it only means one thing. It means you're the first referral option. And that referral option can be from lawyers, medical primary care providers, medical specialists, urgent care centers, emergency rooms and hospitals, and large corporations, because corporate America has also reached out by the millions, millions and millions of lives they represent. And they want us to be the exclusive providers, us meaning our experienced and trained doctors, for their members. And, and it just real, it's just really cool. So my goal is to shop Wholesale, never to shop retail. I don't want to go one to one to one. I want to go to the place where there is a thousand that'll come to me, not one. And by the way, getting a thousand new patients is not far-fetched. We already have doctors doing that, getting that many a month. And that's not inflammatory, that's reality. Um, it, just, it just works. You want to shop wholesale. And the goal is, is to make your competition irrelevant. And that's what we're looking to do in primary spine care. So if you have an opportunity to use free time for the next few weeks, that's what you want to go for. You're preparing for opening day. But what we're doing today is we want to share with you, let's go through some key topics. What to do with your current patients in the office, in telemedicine, in other words, keep, keeping them in the office. Through telemedicine, we're going to teach you automated web-based solutions. We're going to share with you paper solutions. We're going to give you sample soap notes. We're going to share with you consent forms. 
that you need to have, and, and that's for a malpractice issue and a licensure issue. And then a phone versus phone and vi versus video, um, like uh, FaceTime or other types of uh, uh, pieces of technology, and what you need to do and how to bill for each of those because there's different billing requirements. What to do with your time, and I talked about this a moment ago, and preparing for opening day. How to pay your staff and understand the FSLA labor law. And I've had deep conversations with some of the nation's leading uh, labor and um, uh, uh, employment lawyers. Um, and preparing for opening day as well with your current patients. Now, I'm going to talk to you about lawyers' webinars and keeping your referrers engaged. Um, we, we, the first seminar actually isn't next week. The first seminar was last week. The second seminar is this week where any doctor can invite a lawyer and you want to keep them engaged. We're going to talk about refinancing. Uh, we're going to talk about small business loans. We're going to talk about student loans. We're going to create a whole bunch of different things. And if you were on any of the previous webinars, there's a whole bunch of new stuff. And I urge you, stay on this for the 30 minutes or so that it's going to be here and you'll learn. Again, as I've shared before, you're not in this alone. My phone number is on the bottom right of every slide. If you have a question, I don't care if you're a client of mine, if you're not a client of mine, if you have a question, you call me. Um, just call me at any time on any issue. I'll be more than happy to answer your phone calls. It'll be my pleasure. Now, disclaimer, the obligatory lawyers, um, and I'm going to, uh, uh, all this says, and I'm not going to read this entire thing. I'm going to give you a minute to read it. It just says, we don't provide medical or billing advice. And this webinar is not intended to be a substitute for your independent professional medical uh, or coding billing judgment advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The content is not intended to establish a standard of care to be followed by a user of this website or this information. You understand and acknowledge that you should always seek advice uh, from a physician, another qualified healthcare provider, um, uh, a researcher, anyone, uh, we're, that's our disclaimer from beginning to end. We are just giving educational suggestions. From here forward, you have to vet everything out and the, the, the decision is entirely yours. We create, um, we have no control over except no responsibility for anything that, that you do. So now the lawyers are happy, let's move on. <clears throat> just a, uh, a standard uh, of screening. So if you're seeing patients still, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, um, you might want to give this to your patient before you start treating them. And, and again, it's challenging because sometimes five, six, seven days uh, from what I've read and from what I've heard and people I've spoke to, people won't show symptoms of any level for five or six or seven days. Um, I know they're creating um, pinprick testing kits which in 15 minutes you can have uh, a sample. As of this recording, they're not available commercially. I'm sure they will be. Um, but this is something which you might want to, to use to screen patients that are still coming into your office. So, um, and I'd like to thank Dr. Matt Erickson down in um, uh, Clearwater, Florida for helping me create, for actually creating this and sharing it. The other thing is, this is something I sent to my patients, and I sent this weeks ago. So I'm going to update this a little bit, but it kind of works. I sent it out weeks ago to clients still seeing um, patients. And it says, due to the coronavirus issue, 
uh, our nation is facing, we are taking extraordinary measures to ensure your safety with our office so that you may continue care. Here are the precautions. Our staff is being limited to only essential people to treat. The rest are asked to stay home. Our entrance door is disinfected between every patient. And in actuality, what's happening is patients are being, um, uh, the door is being opened for them. No one is, no patient is touching any of the doors in the office. Our floors are being disinfected twice daily. I and other providers who have contact with patients are disinfecting our hands between every patient. Disinfectant soap and water between every one. The treatment tables are being cleaned in front of you prior to your treatment. People need to see that. And here's a biggie. You have the option of waiting in your car. Most offices now, it's no longer an option. Uh, my friend who's a vet who does this also, um, Patients show up in the veterinarian's office. Patients show up with their pet in their car. They stay in their car. Staff member comes out fully gowned, mask, gloves, takes the pet out of the car. The people stay in the car because right now it's deemed pets are not uh, carriers um, of, the, uh, of the virus, but he can get on their fur, etc. But nonetheless, patients in our office are asked to stay in their car uh, if that's possible. If they're not uh, able to stay in their car, if you're in an inner city in an office building um, or any kind of building where people can't do that, by the way, if they're asked to stay in their car, we get them one at a time and escort them in and out of the office, one patient at a time. Um, if you have a hallway, you might ask people to wait outside the doorway, but six feet apart, and you might want to mark it with tape on the floor, six feet apart, because people don't understand that concept fully in many scenarios uh crazy times but it, it just it, it just works now let's talk about current patient management what you need to do is you need to define a current practice your current practice is now going to be through telemedicine if you're shut down and that's very very important so you need to define who your patients are and you need to, to communicate with them and that's critically important. And you get, need to get them to understand that they just can't abruptly stop their care. It's not in their interest. And especially if they have a personal injury case, it could be, oh, I never make this type. I always make this typo. It could be held against them, okay? Not help against them. I'm going to change that because it's driving me crazy. And I'm going to sit here and I looked at that five times and I've never changed it. Here we go. It could be held against them. Just shows you how smart I am. Let's go pull this back up. And bingo, we're back. Okay. It could be held against them. And that it could be. Uh, if I was a defense lawyer, I would say, well, Mrs. Jones, and I was on the witness stand, even though it was the, during the coronavirus, didn't your doctor have an opportunity to uh, speak to you at, uh, through a telemedicine scenario and give you different things to do? And didn't the government relax laws to allow that to happen? And didn't the carrier say they would pay it? And did you do any of those things? And the answer, if the answer is no, it will be held against them because that's just how this industry works um, of personal injury. But the next thing you need to do is create a, a treatment protocol for home. Now, the next section is going to give you choices on how to create protocols, how to document, and how to code for telemedicine. And I urge you, 
and it is the business strategy during this pandemic for everybody to aggressively, let me say this again, it is the business strategy during this pandemic in every chiropractic office in the nation to aggressively have a telemedicine practice because you want to manage your current cases. And in that management, you will create billing opportunities so that you have income coming in, not today, because most of this will be insurance-based. If you have a cash practice, it's gonna be challenging. Um, but if you have an insurance practice, it's gonna be much easier because you can now still bill the insurance companies for this work. Many of them have acknowledged in, in almost every state for chiropractors, they will pay this, even though previously they hadn't. And it, and it just um, amazed me how they've stepped up to the plate. And I've seen Blue Cross Blue Shield, I've seen United Healthcare, I've seen Aetna, and, and um, oh gosh, I can't remember the other one. Many of them in multiple, multiple states saying that they will cover telemedicine visits. And this is critically, critically important to keep some level of cash flow going. Um, but even more important, when opening day comes, you can recapture those patients because they're still being managed. They're still speaking to you and you have an opportunity to solidify those relationships and you need to take that seriously. So you need to wake up in the morning and I would not call before nine in the morning and I would not call after nine o'clock at night, but between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., you should be on the telephone morning, noon, and night with your patients. You need to create a way, and if you can't get into your office, to your records, if you're electronic, call your IT guy and set up Microsoft Transfer Protocol. It costs nothing if you have a PC. If you have a Mac, I'm clueless, I can't help you. But if you have a PC, in the bottom left box, you type MSTSC, that's Microsoft Transfer Protocol. Whenever I'm remote and I travel extensively, um, I get into my servers in my office. I just talk, whatever whatever laptop, whatever iPad, whatever tablet, I get it, not an iPad, it's only a PC to PC. But wherever I am, I get into my server and you can too. So when you call your patient, if it's a personal injury patient, here's what you say. Hi, Mrs. Jones. This is Mrs. Jones. This is Doctor Student. I am calling to uh, to have you continue your care at home during this crisis. I've created a treatment plan for you involving a home exercise program, or whatever it is—a nutritional program, um, a stretching program—and I'm just using home exercise program as a, as a sample. Involving a home exercise program that can be done in your living room, which is easy, and you only need to write down a few things for me. I'll be speaking to you twice per week to document your care and be able to monitor your condition, whether it be your neck, back, whatever it is they're being treated for, while discussing and answering any questions concerning your exercise, nutrition, etc. Now, if it's a personal injury case, this is added. This is also critically important for your accident case, as non-participation might be misconstrued as you not having real injuries. This will be a billable event to formally document your care. Here's what you need to do. And if, in fact, it's a non-personal injury case, you say, this is being billed as a telemedicine event, and here's what you need to do. You need to let them know it is a billable event. 
You let them know that you're documenting it. You let them know it's critical for the continuity of their care. Now, you can reach out to the carriers through their websites or even call them. I don't know if they'll be manning the phones. And I believe that almost every company, from what I'm told, is waiving copays and deductibles during the pandemic. Now, I don't have that in writing because that's a 50-state solution. And I haven't had the time to call all 50 states. Um, but through my research, I have seen it in writing from many carriers. And it's online. You can get it and determine um, what it is. But I urge you... Um, to learn that before you do, before you acknowledge that to that patient. So that's just a real important thing. Now, when you get started, you must need a telemedicine inform, uh, informed consent. So as it says here, the purpose of this form is to obtain your consent to participate in a telemedicine consultation with the following chiropractic specialist. Purpose and benefits. The purpose of this is to use telemedicine to enable patients to get medical care by a chiropractor. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and on. You should email this to them. You can email it to them with an attachment. You could take a picture on your phone and ask them to respond um, that they agree to this. Uh, and but save, save, And you should put specifically, do you agree to the attached telemedicine informed consent? And if you better, I, I urge you to save it, that response, to print it, Put it in your file. Ask them if they have the ability to fax to you, to scan an email. If not, have them respond that they agree. But this is important for your malpractice because you need an informed consent. Uh, this is also important for state issues if, in fact, they complain to your licensure board. Oh, he never told me this. He never told me that. She never told me this. You have to have an informed consent. Now, when we get to coding, and again, in red on the top right, no, nothing guarantees you'll be paid. Nothing, zero, zip, not a zilch. This is an insurance industry we're dealing with who's hell-bent on, on, on I, I was about to say, stealing your money. <laughs> I guess that's not far from the truth, but not paying you because they're in business to make money. Again, most deductible and copay requirements are waived. You got to find that out. Most carriers are allowing DC to do DCs to do telemedicine. I want you to Google CMS 1135 waiver, uh, Center for Medicare Services. They're waiving a lot of the regulations, uh, specifically allowing doctors to treat between uh, state lines. And many, many other rules are suspended during the crisis. Read them. It's not, it's only, gosh, um, there's a Q&A one and it's really short. And the Office of Civil Rights um, is waiving the rules of HIPAA right now uh, so that you can um, uh, treat your patients in a non-HIPAA secure portal. Now, uh, again, let, let's segue into that. Telemedicine. In light of the COVID-19 nationwide public health emergencies, this is from the Office of Civil Rights, uh, is exercising its enforcement discretion and effect immediately will not impose penalties on physicians using telehealth in the event of non-compliance with the regulatory requirements under HIPAA. Just simple. They're, they're, it goes on and on and on. They're going to allow platforms that are not HIPAA compliant, such as FaceTime, Facebook Messenger video chat, uh, Google Hangout, what, WhatsApp, Skype. They're allowing those things. I am telling you, me, Mark, student, 
You can use any one of those things. And I, I this is directly off the Office of Civil Rights Department of HHS, the HHS office, right off their site. I still urge you at the highest level to use a HIPAA compliant, and I spelled compliant wrong. I got to tell you, I am not good. <laughs> this drives me crazy. So I change it as we move along. See how slick I am? There we go. Okay, I urge you at the highest level not to use these. Use a HIPAA compliant portal. And I'm going to give you a HIPAA compliant portal in a minute, even though you can use this. Because you see, it is my business strategy for you, once this pandemic is over, to maintain your right to do telemedicine. Because it'll solve a lot of issues of non-compliance in the future. And we'll talk about that. Again, that's what we do. We are, I'm a business strategist. Um, I understand coding. Um, um, I, at one point in time, I was a coding specialist. I spent years. Um, I'm not anymore. I refer those things out. I just don't have time to keep up with it. But I urge you at the highest level, do it, do it under a HIPAA compliant umbrella. Now, modifiers. This is something you need to understand as we get into billing. Modifier 95 means synchronous telemedicine via a real-time interactive audio and video telecommunication. Modifier 95 is only for those codes that are listed in Appendix P of the CPT manual. Uh, and there's con considerable overlap between using a modifier GT, which is old, and modifier 95, which you should use, not GT. Secondly, place of service on your HICFA. O2 is telehealth. Place of service is O2. Now, coding. This is telemedicine. Health visit requires two-way audio video, and I'm going to explain that to you. So when you do an initial evaluation or a reevaluation, it's a timed it's a timed event, and, a bit, and and based upon the time, and here's the key, and requires same as in office requirements, and there's an and here, okay? So modifier 95 and location of service is 02. So you can do an intake on a new patient. You can do a reevaluation. New patients should have the same intake form and be creative as possible with an examination. Video range, ranges of motion, um, and, and such, such as video ranges of motion and pushing against their hands for muscle function and other creative strategies. And by the way, I accept any suggestions from anyone. But here are some things for some suggestions in an eval and a reval. Things people can do on their own. Height, weight, pulse, range of motion. Do you visually watch a ratcheting of movement? Do you see red hyperemia anywhere, red marks? Asymmetry of muscle. Let me see your traps. Let me, you know, hold up your biceps. Okay, let me see what's going on. Heel and toe walking, gait, discoloration, uh, self-tenderness reported. Please push on your neck. Please push here. And you want to watch them flinch. You want them to look at you and look into the camera and you want them to push on your neck and see if the pupils constrict to see if there's a, uh, an autonomic response to pain. There's things you can do and you need to be very sensitive to what you're seeing 
which is why a video two-way is critically important as well. But you can, you can, you can determine these things. Now, let's talk about a relatively new created e-visit. This is a non-face-to-face e-visit where, in fact, you must, again, have audio and video. And the coding is 99421, 99422, and 423. Here are your time parameters, and it's purely based on time. Modifier 95, your location of service is 02. In New York, and this is only New York, these are older codes. New York uh, adopted older codes to use, but that's only New York. I know there are specific rules each state has. I know the state of Washington, um, the Department of Education, uh, just put out new rules for, um, uh, for, for telemedicine visits. So you need to go to their websites. But these are, the, these are the codes you're going to use for an e-visit. Now, if you're going to do that, there's a company, write this down, this is pencil and paper time, that I urge you to use. They're called Secure Telehealth. They formally charge $100 a month per provider. Um, I've negotiated with them a 50% discount, $50 per month for a provider called Jim Mountain. And what this is, this is a... Uh, virtual um, room. You are renting a room within their virtual healthcare center, meaning uh, they use Zoom as their, their platform technology. It's HIPAA compliant. You give your patient information to go there. They dial in, they link in. You meet them in this room. If you've ever done a go to meeting session or a log me in one, two, three, um, it's similar, but it's a HIPAA compliant shell. It times it automatically. I believe you might have the opportunity of recording it. Uh, you have to communicate with them about that. But this is your solution. It's 50 bucks a month. It's cheap. And there's no length of stay in the agreement. You can quit whenever you want. Um, this is what I would keep in perpetuity. I would not get rid of this. I would use this for the future. That would be part of the business strategy. So write this down. Jim Mountain. 412-837-9320. I don't get a penny from this, by the way. I get a penny from nothing I refer to. But this is your HIPAA-compliant meeting room. In lieu of using your um, uh, uh, FaceTime or, or, or WhatsApp or any of those other chat things where you see people face-to-face, -face, which now is allowable, and you never know when they pull the trigger and say no. But this is what I would strongly, strongly recommend. Now... There is a telephone check-in, which is, the, and this is what New York had recommended, these codes, but you could use these for just a telephone check-in. These are your codes, and this is no video, this is just audio only. And you could bill this, um, but the chances of this getting paid are much less. But again, it's better than nothing. It's, but you've gotta keep in touch with your patients. And again, at this point in time, um, I have very little guidance for you. I know in New York, they're paying, uh, uh, as far as how much I have uh, little guidance, I know in New York for a 99441, they're paying 28 to $30. But I know in some states, when you get into the uh, 99422 or 423, they're paying upwards of, of 80 and $100 for that time. So every state is different. Go to your managed care uh carrier, uh, go to their websites, they might have fees listed, and you can 
judge accordingly. Now, documentation. Documentation for case management. We're getting close, folks. We're almost done. Um, you need to include the date. Incredibly important. The title of the people you're working with, doctor, patient. The length of call. Clock time, not only 206 to 216, and put the total time. I want both things on your documentation. The nature of your call, which is obviously what you're doing, and um, any decisions that you put on. Now, you have a bunch of solutions, and I have a lot more to share with you um, uh, beyond this that are not on the screen. One is an automated solution, and the other is a paper solution. If you're going to deal um, with uh, exercise, you want to do a home exercise program, you might want to give them TENS devices. You might want to give them um, stretching, which is part of exercise and nutrition. All of these things are entirely up to you. We have a company that we I've created a relationship with, and again, I get nothing from them called Web Exercises. I like them because it's owned by a chiropractor. Um, there are many companies, there are large corporations, but this is chiropractic owned, and the guy who does it, he's wonderful. He's out of San Francisco, and I, and I just like his platform. You create a prescription for your patients. You actually can, you're going to create this type of program, your name, your clinic, how often, what they need. And I would not urge you to use a, uh, a stability ball, as they call it, um, because they don't have them at home. But you order for your patients what they need to do. You want them to do three sets, 10 reps for 30 seconds. And if they click on this, there's instructions on how to do this. It's a very robust site. There's videos for patients on how to do it. There's instructions. But here's what you get after they go on to the portal. You're giving them the link to the portal with your information on there uh, of what your, what your treatment orders are. And it'll say for floor angle exercises, you ordered three sets, 10 reps, three times a week. They did 10, 10, and 10. Three reps, 10 times, and pain scales they're marking. And this is critically important for their reporting pain scales. They did here. They skipped. They did level of pain was five. They did 10 reps. And then they didn't do any more because it was too painful because the pain level was five. And this is great stuff. And this is a web-based solution. So if you reach out to them, webexercises.com, um, they charge $349 a month. This is a year. For our clients, if you use, and I believe that a code is Academy of Cairo, they might have changed it. You can contact them or email uh, misty at webexercises.com. Uh, you tell them that you're part of the, or from the Academy of Chiropractic, it'll be $249 a month. Uh, this is a tool. And again, you should continue to use this. It's a great tool. If you want a paper solution, which you manual, manually deliver review and document home exercise programs, uh, one of our doctors gave us some papers. Just go off the internet and you can download exercises. It's simple. Just download them, send them to the patient. Call the patient, explain the home exercise program. Email, fax, snail mail. Call the patient and review their progress. Document SO ordered results, assessment, and plan. And by the way, here's a sample soap note. If you're an EMR user, contact your EMR company for guidance and documentation. Now, for all of these forms, and just to be very clear, I've created these forms. I've share, I'm sharing with you samples. Um, I'm leaving them up long enough. You could take screenshots. You're more than welcome to. 
But if you're my client, I, I that's who my responsibility is. I will send these to you. If you're not my client, I'm sorry. Membership does have its privileges, but I want you to see what we're doing, give you the information, um, go through everything uh, that, that you need to do and understand. Now, um, but again, subjective, pain level, stiffness, uh, since last visit, headache, neck, upper back, mid back, lower back, ordered home treatment, okay? What you're ordering, what body part are you ordering? Sets, reps, frequency per day, assessment, always a diagnosis with it, always put it on the back and plan what your what body part, sets, reps, pain scales, frequency per day. All of these things are important. Put your code down. You could put any note that you want, what, um, how much time you, you dealt with the patient, um, anything that they share with you, you could put it on the back. Be expansive as you need to be. And you need to, to put as, as a note beyond, beyond this particular thing of exercise. I spoke with Mrs. Jones and she said, okay, you need to take a little bit more of a detailed history perhaps than just what's on here. This is good for subjective, okay, but a little bit of feedback should be expansive. And that's really, really important. Now, let's get out of telemedicine and go into your time. Your time is critical. You need to prepare for opening day. You must, you must, you must prepare for opening day, folks. You need to, if you're my client, again, read all the consultations we've shared with you. Have a compliance review. But folks, you need to do some, some, some continuing education at home. You need to find out what makes you excited, what makes you happy. Now, again, here's some things that I want to share with you. You can become trauma qualified, hospital qualified. We've got a lot of levels of qualifications that you can do, okay? And by the way, if you want to take any of our courses during this pandemic, there's a code which has 20, it's a 25% off code, which has 25 no panic. And I'm going to extend that for another, um, gosh, probably through the end of April. I'm going to extend that because we just got the note yesterday that this is being uh, the the shelter at home was just uh, extended uh, for another for a month actually for another month. So we're going to extend that just to ease it economically for you. And please, if you'd like to do a course, go to teachdoctors.com. T e a c h d o c t o r s dot com. Now I'd like to. I'm going to get back to your time in a minute, but paying your staff, okay. You have to understand the FSLA rules, which is the Fair Labor Standard Act. Um, and I'm leaving this up here. You have to understand what is an exempt versus a non-exempt employee. What's exempt versus non-exempt? Really, the, the difference is, is um, there are two basic employees, exempt and non-exempt. What's the difference? Most significant is paying for overtime work, okay? And it goes into some really crazy regulations that I'm not going to get into. But to boil it down, it's easy. A non-exempt hourly, a non-exempt hourly employee doesn't have to be paid unless they work. That's non-exempt. An exempt is a salaried employee. But I went to a, 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 a the labor and the employment lawyer and asked the question, do I have to pay employees who are not working due to closures caused by the virus. 
Private employers are not, unless they have agreements or policies that provide otherwise, required to pay employees while the employee is not working due to an absence or office closure, unless that employee is placed in quarantine as a result of contracting the virus, consistent with provisions of recently adopted, there are New York lawyers, but also federal uh, requirements. Simple. If employers are working remotely or telecommunicating, um, the FLSA Act requires employees to pay exempt employees for each week work and non-exempt for actual time work. So if they're an hourly worker, you pay them for the actual time work. And if they are a, um, an exempt employee, uh, which means they're a salaried worker, if they're working from home, even a day, a minute, they answer a simple uh, email, you're required to pay them for the entire week, okay? Now, there are some states that say if they work a minute of a day, you have to pay them for that entire day. Some say you have to pay the entire week. So go on to your state's Department of Labor's website and learn. Now, as far as refinancing, um, Citizens Bank, uh, we found that and we have people already doing this. This guy, Joe Barty, is great. Um, as low as 2.75 fixed uh, rates right now. Now's a great time to refinance and pull some money out if you have equity. If you don't, the SBA is giving out loans and the, um, and the uh, government passed their, their bailout. So I urge you, if you want a 3.7% um, uh, loan for up to 30 years, call the SBA. Um, Kim might be able to help you. She's down in Florida. She's volunteer, volunteering her time to people who need help uh, with the goal of creating relationships. So in the future, you'll use her as a financial broker uh, to get loans, etc. But for now, she'll help you. And, and you can Google the Emory Advisory Group. And here's her number that she gave me. And I've spoken to her a few times. She's wonderful. But regarding the SBA, they've also talked about forgiveness for staff salaries using the proceeds of the loans. But it's a question mark, I'm not sure about that. But they will give you, in a very relaxed environment, 30-year loans up to 3.75%. There's, um, I think, uh, $350 billion on the table right now for small businesses. If you need the money, go grab it quickly. Student loans, um, again, when we apply a, a coronavirus forbearance, and he can't, uh, let me just go up here. Okay. Um, the Department of Education, the U.S. Department of Education, is providing the ability for all borrowers with a federally held loan to suspend payments for 60 days. And they talk about when the forbearance, and he can't, un, un, uh, and, gosh, any unpaid interest that had accrued prior to the 0%. Um, Effective 313 may be added to your principal balance at the end of the forbearance, meaning they're going to forego this for 60 days and then add it on to the end. But communicate with them if you have a student loan, that's important. Now, I want you to prepare for a quick start on opening day. And this is a billing opportunity for you, uh, a, a huge billing opportunity. There's a company that we created called Simverta, where you can actually digitize x-rays while your patients aren't there. It's about patient management because it's changing your prognosis, 
your diagnosis, prognosis, and treatment plan. And what this tool does is it gives you the opportunity, see this green line? And this is if, you, if you've done x-rays, if, if you have them already, um, to determine if there's pathology in that spine and tell you with it where perhaps primary and secondary lesions are. It can also help you with impairment ratings. But this will help you create treatment plans for your patients and manage your patients. And can you imagine going to a, a lawyer or going to a, um, a medical doctor and saying, listen, you see the screen line? Everything to the left is normal. Everything to the right. And medical doctor, you say this is nonspecific back pain. It's very specific. Look at the lesions you have here. Yes, you don't understand where it's coming from, but this instrument shows you in black and white, and green and red, but black and white exactly where that pain is coming from. And with lawyers, here's bodily injury, everything to the right of that line. It's, it's really, um, it's a simple, easy, wonderful tool. Go to Simverted.com, give me a call, I'll share it with you. It's easy. Next, you need to use academics to get your referral sources to run after you. We talked about primary spine care. We talked about that up front of lawyers, medical primaries, medical specialists, urgent cares, emergency rooms and hospitals, and large corporations. Why will they come running after you? Well, if you had cancer, would you look for the doctor who had the coolest saying on a park bench? Would you look for a doctor who stood in a field and, and, and checked out spines? And I'm not belittling those people doing that. You would look for the best of the best through clinical excellence. That, folks, is the arbiter for getting your referral sources when, when opening day comes to run after you. And these are things that we've created, okay? These are qualifying programs that are approved through chiropractic academia, um, are recognized through uh, chiropractic academia, and many of these courses are recognized through medical academia. And you get to put on your signature line, Trauma Qualified Cleveland University, Primary Spine Care, and Cleveland has recognized all of these things. Hospital, E&M Qualified. You get to put this on every signature line you do, okay? And that's critically important. You can be Trauma Qualified, Primary Spine Care Qualified, Hospital Qualified, Expert Witness and docu uh, Documentation Qualified, Evaluation and Management Qualified. Next is going to be MRI Qualified. We're working on all of these things to ensure that you have the opportunity to shine based upon your clinical excellence and a reason for your referral sources to run after you. The Remember, if you had cancer, would you run after someone who's on a park bench? Hey, name recognition is important, and I get marketing. But this is stuff that will endure the balance of your career. What we teach in the Academy of Chiropractic is how to take these pieces of, of academia and get your referral sources to run after you. That's what we teach at a high level. And our doctors average about 25 additional new PI cases, new cases a month, mostly PI. But you know what? It happens across the board. It, it just happens organically once you have these credentials. Um, perhaps not at that level, but it works well. Now the other thing, and here's what we're doing for, um, uh, for my clients. We're doing webinars for attorneys. We had the first one. We had hundreds and hundreds of lawyers on. Actually, we had 342 lawyers on last week. Um, and those are our clients inviting their current lawyers that they work with because what we want to do is keep them engaged. Keep your referral sources engaged. 
And we started last Thursday. And we're doing another one this Thursday and another one the following. Every week we're going to be doing one while we're sheltered in to keep them engaged. We're going to be doing them for MDs as well. We want to keep them engaged if they're your referral sources. It's simple, okay? And here's the next one. There is a fee. We charge $11 per attendee. Um, the reason we do that, by the way, is because I like full disclosure, is in fact, um, I had to go out and buy a platform to house all this stuff. It was expensive. But nonetheless, we want to keep everyone engaged, and that's what we do. It's really cool stuff. So listen, I want to thank you all so much for sharing this time with me. Um, it is my pleasure to give back to the profession. If you have any questions, here's my phone number. Write it down. It'll be my pleasure at any time to be able to help you um, with anything you need. So thank you so much. And um, opening day is coming soon, folks. Be prepared.